Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. Everyone deserves a chance in the driver's seat. For GM and Revolt, that means leading the way on the road to an all-electric future and envisioning a world with zero crashes, zero tailpipe emissions, and zero congestion. GM's committed to making EVs accessible for everybody. That means you too. So what are you waiting for? GM's got the keys. You grab the wheel. Learn more about an all-electric future and the 000 initiative at GM.com. GM, everybody in. There's no purpose in teaching anybody who don't really want to learn, who really don't want to get to it. Everybody want to play entrepreneur. They don't want the sacrifice that come with this shit. Hmm. True. Late nights, early Speak mornings. You're going to lose friends, lose girlfriends. Family going to call you crazy, not going to believe in you. Then you make it, and then everybody going to be like, I'm proud of you. Let me get some money. What I've realized that wealthy people understand mm -hmm. and people in general, it's the small concepts that you can apply to get wealthy. You don't got to be super smart and got to know all the intricacies of real estate or taxes or e-commerce or whatever, trucking, yeah. whatever yeah, it, it is. It's good if you want to be rich in that business, but yeah. you don't need to know that. You don't need to know everything. You just need to know small, basic concepts. Mm -hmm. And one of the smallest basic concepts that anybody can understand is get money by income. Mm. Get money by more money. I woke up feeling wealthy today. My bank account might not agree, but hey, that shit on the way. Me and my niggas laying brick on top of brick till we straight. If you the type that play the victim, you can't come in my space. You know this game ain't for the weak, it's hard to carry this weight. I keep my balance through the ups and downs, I'm never gonna break. You feel the purpose in my spirit when you look in my face. Cause this ain't a second, I can waste some good food on place. What up with it, my wealth builders? It's your guy, David Bellard, one of the founders of the Black Wealth Renaissance. Back at it again with another great installment of season five of the Black Wealth Renaissance podcast. Here with my brother Jalen. What's good, dog? What's up with it? What's up with it, y'all? It's your boy Jalen, man. Another founder of the Black Wealth Renaissance. How you doing, man? I'm doing great, man. Season five, doing numbers already. I already numbers. numbers. You know it on my last I'm biking. Yeah. <laughs> Drinking smoothies. <laughs> Smoking yeah. on the best weed. <laughs> 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 sorry man sorry y'all had to chat about in there larry hey man no but yeah and no, i'm feeling good bro uh good energy good start to the new year really focused on elevation um that's my whole thing is all right bro last year was a learning year this year is an elevating year mm. um how about you same thing like you said last year was a learning 
I'm going to say execution, like really executing well, making sure that plans are in place and then just being able to execute them. Um, so that's one of my things. And really just focus on getting this property this year, dog. Like that is a must. Did you sign up for the NACA webinar yet, though? I did not. I did not. Okay. I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm on your ass. Okay. Appreciate that. Hey. I need that. I need an accountability partner on this shit. Hey, look. I need to uh, sign up for that, though. Um, but that's one of my big, big uh, goals of the year is buying my first primary property to live in. I really would like to purchase two uh, this year, primary and rental. Let's get to it, man. Same, likewise. But, uh, yeah, man, when it comes to you talking about laying plans and stuff and just being on top of stuff, I do want to share this before we get into the episode. Um, from the, the release date of this one, nope, uh, E, scratch this from the record. Episode releasing after this. Episode this episode is gonna release after that date. Okay, yeah. Never mind. The, everything I just said, delete. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, yeah, man. No, we uh, we yeah, we're gonna be on top of it, bro. And we back at it, y'all, with another great episode, man. We bringing back another. Previous guest and longtime friend of the Black Wealth Renaissance podcast, man. On this episode, we got our brother, none other than the founder of RPA College. The, yes, sir. The man that's the black-owned college, y'all. Like, I remember we told y'all about it what that was almost two years back now. Like, Yeah, about two years he ago. He got his own college. He's out here educating and uplifting young men, uh, really showing us how you can not only just make a bag in sports, but be somebody in the athletic realm and just build a career and build a lifestyle that you want out there, man. None other than our brother, Mr. Reggie Calhoun Jr. Reggie, how you living, brother? Man, I'm good, dog. What's up with it, Reggie? What's up, y'all? Bro, two years? Almost. God damn. Almost. It was like early 2021. Damn. Time be flying, Appreciate you for coming back on, my brother. Thank y'all for having me back. Um, A lot has happened. Yeah, man, give give us some updates. What's what's new since you've... uh, since the last two years ago, man, shoot, we uh, we going to Africa for show. Y'all yeah. had went to Africa already, right? We had just got back. When did y'all go? Uh, summer twenty twenty one, and then now we're going back, and we're going to do a little festival game out there. Um, we're we're branching off into more consulting and doing more like nationwide stuff, some licensing things. Um, we added women's basketball as as one of our sports. Okay, so. Man, it's been a it's been a lot of like different like things happening. Um, the focus has been more on the transitional phases of everything versus just the physical piece. So that's where we at now. So when you say transitional phases, what do you mean? So you know, once we our market was recent high school graduates transitioning from high school to trying to go to college, right? So now we're looking at every phase, whether you're going from ninth grade to tenth grade or tenth to eleventh or graduating high school to college or college to life, there's a transition. So our focus has been focused on like transitioning for athletes across the board, whether you're in ninth grade or you're a senior in college, there's a transition. So we're focusing on like that, that aspect of it. Hmm. Helping them get to that next phase. Yeah. Cause there's a, it's just a gap in every phase as an athlete, there's a gap. Right. Mm -hmm. And, but, but the biggest gap is when the sport ends. That's the, that's gap. the hardest transition that's more times than not. Uh, that's something that whenever I was in college, I spoke about kind of at length with some of my former teammates because I noticed that that's a – it's like something that gets stuck with a lot of people. So my athletic career ended 
when I was for those that don't know, I played football, Louisiana Tech, walked on and played for two years. And I left the team halfway through my college career. And I noticed that it was like a trend where it's like whenever the sport stops, it's almost like this rediscovery period for the athlete, right? Where it's like, okay, so who am I without this? Mm-hmm. Who am I whenever the sport stops? And I've noticed that a lot of guys, they would struggle with that. Yeah. It's a lot of dudes I know that's like, shit, I'm 28 now. They still posting their highlights from whenever they was playing at Tech. Mm. Bro, that was 2015, 2016. And it's like, are you still stuck in this phase? Do you still think that this is the phase of your life? It's like, it's nothing wrong with being reminiscent of the days, but it can't be like this is the only thing that you think about and it's the only way that you think of yourself. It has to be that transition. And that's why I respect a lot of what you do because you help people. I love that you're helping the younger kids transition, but you also help in that transition outside of yeah. athletics into becoming, and not even outside of athletics, transition into becoming a professional. Yeah, just becoming a professional and, and life in general. We think about when you finish, when you, when you start playing ball, the next thing was what's next. Yeah. And there was no space, like a safe space, to figure out what's next. Everybody was like, hey, man, you better figure it out. They was like, okay, figure out what, right? All I've been doing is playing ball since I was eight. I'm 21 now, so what, right? Or I'm 25, then what? So my job really, man, has always been what happens when you finish playing sports? And that's where I want to go. You know, just everybody talks about, hey, you know, be a five-star, be an NFL player, NBA player. But there's a, a, a group of people who's the majority that – don't get the attention they need because it's not popular. Although they highlight, hey, everybody ain't going to make it. It's only a 2% chance of getting there. Well, 2%, you know that. But what about the 98%? They give you a huge market as well. A huge, and it never ends. Because even like you said, that high school to college transition, like 2% of college players make it to the NFL, but less than 1% of high school players play on the collegiate level. Play. even a huge pool. Play. And the NCAA gives you the numbers. Like, you're looking at less than 2% that actually play. And now you talk about the portal. That's a whole different beast. You're going to spend four years trying to figure out how to play. My goal is to figure out how do you live. Because if you play and don't have a plan afterwards, or if you don't play, what if you don't play? You spend four, four years going from school to school to school, school to school to school, school to school to school, and never play. What's next? Because you spent four years trying to play, not trying to live. And that's why I see a lot of people come to me, and they're just, like how you said, this guy's 28. They post their highlight tape. I, don't, I haven't posted mine in a, in a while, and sometimes I get down on myself because I'm, I'm like, I can't forget that piece about me. But because I'm doing so much different things, you kind of like, you, got, you don't forget it, but you say that shit not relevant. But some people... If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. At participating McDonald's. That's the only thing that's relevant because they haven't done nothing in five years. Mm. Mm. That's, that's big right there, man. And that is I, very huge. Like, I'm... While we're on this conversation, right, I always like to highlight that one video that I saw, man, where it's like in our culture, so many of our people, we think that athletics is like the golden ticket, right? 
we got the NBA have 550 jobs or something like that for players, maybe even less because what, 15 players on the active roster, 30 teams, uh, it's like 200-something jobs. It's not, not, it's not a lot of people, bro. You were doing the math for me, Put calculator, calculator man. out, dog. Let's go and use that phone. At State Farm, we're committed to uplifting black futures. In collaboration with organizations like 100 Black Men and National Urban League, State Farm provides high school students with the opportunity to learn and apply best practice strategies for saving and investing, all while offering academic support, life skills, and exposure to college access programs to prepare these students for life after high school. Check out 100blackmen.org and nul.org to donate and learn more. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, go to SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote.com. That's SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote. We shop, you save. Full details on example policies at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. 30 teams? Yeah. Times 15? Yep. 450. 450 players. That's 450 NBA jobs, right? How many dudes you know that's trying to make it to the NBA? Way more than a million. But there's a thousand colleges that play basketball. Uh, so, <laughs> so, like, everybody's uh, – a lot of guys are – our whole lives we think that this is going to be the path, right? This, And that's why they kind of get stuck on it. It's like, no, this is how it's supposed to make it. Football is even worse. There's more jobs, but there's also more players. You got – what is it, 52 men on an active 50, roster? 53. 53 on 53. the active roster, uh, 32 teams. But now you got to account for all the different positions. You got to account for the fact that on a college team, on average, there's 120 people playing. Yep. So, But 85 are on there for scholarship. 85 scholarly players, 120 players on the team. It's a huge influx of dudes who have the same goal that aren't going to hit that target if we're just being realistic. So – What's the next step after you don't hit that target, right? What are you going to do to make sure that you're ensuring you have a life that you can enjoy and that you're making money and having a family and doing the things that you need to be doing with your life and not getting stuck in that phase? You know, I realized, like, lately, nobody has ever given the career roadmap as an athlete, right? If you say, I want to be a lawyer, they, they say you go to school, for this, you do this, you do this, you take this test, then you do X, Y, Z. What's the career map for an athlete? Get good. Go be good. <laughs> That's it. Go be, be good. good. But then it's like be good according to what, right? Who's good? Because, you know, we all play. They got dudes on teams that we know for a fact shouldn't be on these teams. But they're good at something for that team. So what I think is there should be a career roadmap. This is the beginning. This is the middle. This is the end of that phase. And this is the, trans, the transition. Because think about lawyers, you think about you come in, you're going to 
be a paralegal or you know or whatever and then you become a lawyer they try to become a partner junior partner senior partner die ding 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 like on your own shit in the nfl or in the nba or pro sports in general you come in you're a rookie you're a veteran you out then what there's a trend. No, there's no. And hopefully, you can be a sports. Guy. Yeah, I was about to say maybe I'll land on well, ESPN. You, well, you got to be some type of prominent player to do that. And though. that's why I say you only get that if you actually built your brand along the way, which means you have to do what? Be good. According to whose standards, though, it's like you're gonna be because Sean McVay might get, end up becoming a TV guy before a football player. Yeah. So. Like where's the where's the roadmap, right? And I think that's where a lot of like the missing pieces are at. There's no roadmap that actually shows your physical ability ends, and then what happens next? Okay, you can transition into these things, right? But then along the way, as an athlete, we're not learning the game. We're not learning the game. We ain't, we're not learning the craft. We ain't learning the ins and outs. We ain't learning the 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 union stuff. We ain't learning the CBAs. We ain't learning the the health insurance. We just playing. And then we end and then we want something. And then we now we got to go to court to sue the league because of things that we didn't take advantage of early on. So it's like a cycle of just ignorance. So if you had to say, quantify a roadmap, what would you say would be a good roadmap for a young athlete listening right now? Easy. Um, you're four years in high school. What is your objective? I want to get to college. What college? What do they require? Te- um, test scores, GPA, how much money do it cost? How far is it from your house? Okay, cool. I want to go to this college. I get accepted. What's their network like? Who's in their alumni network? Okay, what kind of people actually graduate from this school in what careers? Is this school known for engineering? Is I mean, this school known for nursing? Is this school known for teaching? Is this school known for tech, right? What do I want to do? If I want to be in engineering, I want to find the best school in engineering that happens to have sports, right? Because sports is sports. A hundred yards is a hundred yards at Harvard. It's a hundred yards at LSU. But if I know that LSU is known for this this degree and I want to major in this degree, well, I probably shouldn't go to LSU. So I would would flip it and say, I'm not going to choose the school off the sports. I'm going to choose it based off of what the career outlook is. Then we look at, okay, once this career outlook is set up, what's my next phase once I get to this college? How soon can I get into an internship? What does an internship look like for an athlete? Am I talking to a coach and saying, am I getting playing time? Or am I talking to the coach and saying, how lenient are you with me working within my career that, that, I, that I came here for, that, that y'all paying for? We're not we're not asking the right questions. We're asking about playing time and going to the league. Well, your coach is going to give you the same regurgitated information of, hey, you know, everybody don't make it to, to the league. We're helping you plan for your next 40. Well, okay. okay well, help me plan for my next <laughs> my 40. My next four, 40 involves me getting this possible internship over the summer that you're willing to pay for me to come to school in the summer to train, but not willing to pay for me to come to school to do my internship. So what are we talking about? This ain't business. This is one-sided. So the, so the roadmap would be figuring out what you need to do in high school to better position yourself in college. What college? How much it costs? What's your budget? Right? Because what if you don't get a scholarship? Can your parents afford this? 
right? Then you say, okay, once I get into school, what type of activities will I take advantage of my freshman year, my sophomore year, my junior year, my senior year? Everybody says, I'm blessed to say I'm going to study school for the next three to four years I'm committing to. But the next three to four or four years is only based on going to the league. If I'm eligible my junior year to go to the league, I'll go. If not, I'll stay to my senior year. But you can't think about your degree, though, mm-hmm. or your education, right? Because it don't really matter if you get a degree or not. But at least go learn something. Right, go to school and learn something. At least let them pay for you to learn something. Right, get get the experience on the internship, externships, paid internships. Leave with a skill. Set Leave with something. Right, instead of just accolades. I was all American. Don't nobody give a damn about, bro. I broke records, and don't nobody give two shits. I've never went to any business meeting and anybody asked me about my records at school. Never had one. Even on this podcast, nothing. y'all y'all just say, "Hey, bro, tell me about your accolades in sports." I ain't gonna lie, bro. I don't give a fuck about that shit. Nobody cares, bro. <laughs> Nobody cares, dog. Like, and that's just being real. And yeah. I didn't realize that till after I kept saying it. And it was like, oh, okay, cool. That's dope. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, you, you heard what I said? <laughs> the nigga was like, they don't care. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm like, Is yo. That meme that I'm, I'm like, yo, what's really good? But so for the, for the roadmap, bro, what do you want to major in? What do you. And I think we got to stop saying major because all these kids will say business. No, what do you want to do? What do you want to do for a career, bro? What do you want to do? Forget the major part. What do you want to do? Because if I say I want to major in engineering, okay, what the hell you want to do in engineering? You're going to be an electrical <laughs> engineer? You're going to mechanical, civil? civil what no, you going to worry so, so I think when, when we ask them about what they want to major in, they give you an answer based on like a topic or a subject, but they don't really know what they want to do. So before you even talk about five stars, four stars, uh, all Americans and all that shit, bro, what do you want to do? And then let's build out your career roadmap from what you actually want to do. You know, just because you, you want to be on YouTube, that don't mean that's easy. You got to learn how to communicate. Appearance, technology, like you, you got to learn that part. Oh, okay, cool. Learn that. Don't just say jump on YouTube and just talk about weird shit. You know what I mean? So... I just think like the roadmap really just starts from what every kid wants to do early on. And then you build that and then you, uh, and then you figure out a way to parallel it with them playing sports because that parallel road, eventually that, that physical ability road is going to stop. But that one road you kept building for your real life is going to keep going. But you was doing this side by side with what you like to do. And then you stopped it, but you kept going. What happens is we built this road so much. We never built this one. So, so, so now imagine you like 12 years down the road, that road ends. You got to go back 12 years to figure out which on what mm. you want to do. Mm. That's, that's deep right there, bro. It is deep. Talk heavy. That's, Talk why, heavy. that's why it got to be like it has to be education in the same step with it. Like you have to think about the next step always. You can't just focus on athletics, but now nah, I kind of do want to pivot topics of it. Right. Cause since we last had you on, it was some, a major development in the athletic world, specifically to college sports that has um, made a change in the environment. I think July, 2021 is when they passed the law 
for the name, image, and likeness law, right? So now Ooh, yeah, college we need athletes, to break that down. Huh? So yeah, we need to break that yeah, down. College athletes can now benefit and make money from their own name, image, and like likeness. Um, back whenever you were in school, I was in school, that was no no bueno. You couldn't do that. At State Farm, we're committed to uplifting black futures. In collaboration with organizations like 100 Black Men and National Urban League, State Farm provides high school students with the opportunity to learn and apply best practice strategies for saving and investing, all while offering academic support, life skills, and exposure to college access programs to prepare these students for life after high school. Check out 100blackmen.org and nul.org to donate and learn more. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Uh, if you were to try to sell, I mean, we've seen Reggie Bush, they took his Heisman back for it, right? Yeah. For signing autographs and accepting money. That boy said he wanted that back, too. Like, now athletes are able to actually benefit from their name, image, and likeness. They're able to make their own money. And from what I've seen, they've since the law was passed, athletes have almost made a billion dollars. Like, college athletes collectively have almost made a billion dollars from that. Uh, how has that impacted the landscape? In your eyes, I, I think it's still the same. Mm. It's the exact same. It's that nobody's getting in trouble. The people we, at the top only the only ones still, really still at the top, right? Because think about name, image, and likeness. Your name, your image, your likeness. What can you do with that? And if you don't know what your name is, your image, and your likeness is, you still ain't about to get no deal. All these kids are getting deals off of their athletic ability, mm -hmm. not their name, image, or likeness. It's like you still haven't built a name, an image, or a likeness. How, however, what the NTA did, and I did a speech recently, the, the, the NAIA also was legal in 2020, but the NAIA isn't the mainstream deal, so nobody cared. But the, the NCAA got, 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 got together and they said, hey, y'all can make money off of your name, image, and likeness, but you can't use the school's image to get your deal. Mm -hmm. Turn right around, and a quarterback from Alabama gets a NIL deal, and his colors of his jersey is the color of the school that he goes to. It just don't have the logo on it. Mm. So what are we actually doing? You know, now that you got me thinking about that, I think I've seen something like that in BR, where it's like, Something very similar. He LSU player, but no LSU logo. What are we doing? Like, like, what are we really doing, right? And I think it's just a shuffle of cards. I love the law because now it's like, hey, hey, bro, go out and get it. But what's happening is making everybody think I have to be a top prominent athlete to get that. No, bro. If you from where y'all from and you was just that dude in y'all's town and you happen to go to college, Nobody cares what college you went to. You went to college from this small town. You have a name. 
you have an image, you have a likeness that 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 these companies will love to highlight Local you. Local businesses, people in your town know who you are. Go get it, go get it, because your level of influence is always below you; it's never above you. Ooh, that makes sense. Because like you go from being the big fish in the little pond to just a regular sized fish in this regular. big ocean. Regular. But if mm-hmm. you go back to the little pond, you still big fish. You go back to to your high school right now, and y'all got this podcast. Shit, you go back to tech, they're gonna be like, "Oh, y'all the boys who," because you're gonna always influence the people, but but below you. But you gotta build your name and your likeness. So the NCAA did this thing where they made everybody think like, "Oh, everybody now can get paid," but they never gave them the tools on how to actually build a a brand. Then, then they came back and reshuffled some stuff because shit got out of hand. Now it's like, okay, y'all got to give them education. Y'all got to give them this. Well, how many kids are actually going to that class that's teaching them about branding and marketing? Sure, most not. Man, I'm not doing doing for that. But it's funny because 30% of athletes across the, the, the whole D1, D2, D3 want to major in business. Mm. So if they're majoring in business, they got to take a marketing. How the hell you don't know how to. You got to. Brand yourself. Market yourself. Like, it's just like these kids are majoring in stuff just because it's easy to stay eligible. So the NIL for me, it's it's a great concept, but there's a missing piece of the education of actually how to brand your name, image, and likeness. What's your name? What's your name? Dude, you signed to the school and you want the notoriety because you signed to the school. That's why the NCAA kept winning those deals. Well, winning those laws and and things like that because every athlete was winning off the fact that they signed to the school. Can you be somebody else without signing to the school? And that's why all of my messaging is like, dude, D1 is D1 only because you there. Not cut the school. The school's a regular ass building. You went there and you was good and you turned them up. But can you separate yourself from um, from the school mentally? Are you really a Division One athlete? Because D one theory is excellence. Are you really a Division One athlete? Not do you go to Division One labeled school? Are you really a Division One athlete? Can you do what you're doing at LSU? Can you do it at Jackson State? Can you do it at Tech? Can you do it at Southeastern? Can you do it at Paul Quinn? Can you, if you're that athlete, you can you can do it across across if the board. If you're really him, you gonna be him wherever you at. LeBron James effect. I can do this shit in Cleveland, Miami, and LA. Don't matter. Can you do it? And we ask that all the time. Like, oh, when Brady left the Patriots, can he do the same thing in the Buc- Buccaneers? We all ask that same shit. And he comes and he does it. <laughs> and did it. Because you're really that dude. But how many dudes leave teams, go somewhere else, and, they're and, not dead. and flop? That's why the name, image, and likeness goes deeper than just you can get paid while you're in college. Bro, can you do this shit if they cut you from the team? Are you still that guy who can walk into a company and say, hey, this who I am? My name, my image, my likeness. Who gives a shit if you played? They're doing deals with you because you're you. Mm-hmm. But if you don't know who you are, you ain't getting no deal. And if they giving you one and you still don't know who you are, they only gave it to you based on how you play. But the NCAA says you can't get paid to play. We ain't even get into all that.
Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. It's a game. It's this. But if you don't have no name, you can't profit off your image. You can't like profit off your... Bro, who are you? And Prime said a bunch of times, I knew dudes' brands before I seen them play. Who are you? Like you got commercial deals and stuff like that. Who 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 are you? And he was saying it from the sense of a player. But I'm like, that's because Dog had a brand. They was willing to invest in that brand. They don't care the 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 dude played. They was like, I like your image. You clean cut or whatever. Same thing as influencer marketing. At the end of the day, like, but you're just an athlete. You're just, just an athlete. You're just an athlete. And what the hell are you influencing? The you're trying to get a product, service, or brand messaging in front of your audience. Is is there certain stipulations with the rule that they have to follow, like certain parameters they have to follow within? It used to be. It used to say, well, Alabama had a law where it was according to the market value. Well, who's giving the market value? Right? Who's saying that you can only get this much? Then it was like, your freshman year and your junior year, you got to go through education. Well, who's one of them classes? Then it was, you can't use the school's facilities. But then it was like, okay, you can use their facilities if you get permission. You can't use the school's logos, but you're using their colors. So if you're using their colors, then your brand must be their, co- their colors, right? Like your brand must be their colors. Y'all know what I wear. I'm red, black, and white in and out. I don't care if I go to LSU or not, you're going to see me on TV with these colors, right? So it's like there are rules, but nobody follows the rules at all because I'm enticing you to come to my school because we have an NIL collective that's going to get you bread, but you're not supposed to get paid to play. But you can't get paid to play from the school, but somebody who loves the school can create a a collective and say all of us are going to put in five grand a piece at 15000 we're going to entice this kid to come to our school because we love our school. Through an NIL deal. Through an NIL deal. But the kid ain't representing nothing. He's literally just coming to your school because y'all gave him money. So y'all paying him to play. But on paper, you're not paying him to play. You're, bro, it's, it's rules, but ain't no rules. Mm. I'm thinking you just said something about a collective deal, right? Didn't, uh, wasn't it, I think it was Grambling? Or was it an HBCU where the coach got a collective NIL deal that was going to pay all the students? A lot of them did it. So a lot of schools had this collective where they was giving money to the whole team and then giving it to walk-ons. Wow. 
that is 100% against the rules. Because unless the whole team is doing some kind of a commercial, what you giving the money for? So now we did like BYU did it. I think Graham might have had one. I want to. I seen an HBCU do. Yeah, it. I'm not and sure then, if it was Graham. And then Oklahoma got one. Were they gonna give the 85 guys some bread and then give 15 walk-ons some bread? Tech, tech, um, text, 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 tech giving one. It's like 25 grand a year to walk-ons. That's for pretty what? Good, actually. <laughs> salary, right? So if I'm saying, Bitch, hey, I'm in duh, school, bro, it's about to ball out. Hey, <laughs> so, but that's real though, and that's how. But if I would go walk on, we that's need what to step in. That's what hey, I'm that's what, yeah. No, yeah, no balling. But but that's what I would do though. Like I would go recruit you and say, hey, we're gonna bring you on as a walk on, but we got something for you that's off the books. That's like getting bonus money. You don't count against my salary cap. We just give you bone, 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 bone bread. Now we can get as many kids as we want. Because if I'm saying you already got the academics, you got FAFSA, loans, anybody give you this 25 bands, your school pay for. And you're not going through that typical college struggle that most most walk-on type dudes had to do as like Most that. athletes. Do you know, man, everybody in athletics is, is in poverty. Think about how much money them boys getting them stipend checks, but that's poverty level checks. So they pay their rent and then that's it. They go eat. They eat the calf all the time. Bro, that's so literally what they can only eat. So so literally a full ride puts you in poverty regardless. So the nil, if you were smart, bro, go get money, and build mm-hmm. yourself a salary. Use it. Cause you're going to be in poverty regardless whether, whether you're on a scholarship or you walking on, you still broke. You still don't have enough to like go and live on your own financially. You know what I mean? So you talk about nine, $1,500 a month and my rent 1100. I did ass had a, a teammate that was on scholarship. He got arrested cause he was moving pounds. Yes, bro, bro, just I like you could call it what you want, but why? Why did he feel the need to do that? Because he wasn't making the money. Ain't no bread. He ain't had no bread. He's still struggling. You're struggling still. So the NIL should be for everybody, but there should be some level of education on actually how to do it. Right? If I get ten companies to pay me two hundred dollars a month, that's two bands. I mean, that's it's pretty decent. I just piled up on that. And I teach them about compounding. I teach, I teach them about how to like build up the the residuals. And but the conversations is, hey, bro, come out here and get a six figure nil deal, or come get a Lamborghini and you can drive a Lamborghini around. Well, unless I teach you how to use this Lamborghini to make money from, you just got a car that's costing you guys a hell of a lot in insurance. <laughs> like and, and a hell of a they, lot on a note. And if they play you right. And I'm saying right, but really wrong. If they play you right, they can say they gifted you that. Now you're on the hook for taxes of that half a million dollar whip. Where you, where your money at? You got no write offs. You got no nothing. You you just smoked. Yeah. So yes, to answer your question, there are there are rules, but it's almost like America. Each state has their own rules. Loopholes and everything. So each state has the. the their own rules. Each conference has their own rules. Each school has their own rules. I got you. So it ain't, it ain't no rules. Jurisdictions. Yeah, and it ain't no like rules. That. It's just whatever school says it is what it is. Because Texas said, "Shit, whatever the NCAA say." What's good, my wealthy people? 
Are you a small business owner looking for funding to grow and expand your operations? Are you tired of all the business credit gurus promising big results and then under-delivering? Here at Black Wealth Renaissance, we understand the unique challenges Black business owners face when it comes to securing funding. And that's why we're excited to announce our partnership with U Leverage Capital to provide comprehensive funding solutions to Black business owners. Our team of experts at the Business Credit Suite have the knowledge and experience to help you find the right funding options for your business. With the Business Credit Suite, you'll get access to a powerful software that walks you through the process step-by-step step to guarantee that you're going to get the funding options that are best for your business. And on top of that, you're gonna have a team of dedicated agents to give personalized advice to you to help you grow your business. Visit blackwealthrenaissance.com slash funding today and take the first step in securing the funding that you need to grow your business and succeed as a black business owner. That's their rules. Whatever the NCAA say. Okay, I got you. Like it falls like federal, same thing, national, state, federal, right? State laws may superimpose on some federal laws, but sometimes federal laws, like Supersede if the state don't the state, have it, yeah. okay, we're just going to fall back on whatever the yeah. federal law said. Or some county shit. Cause the county might say, "Nah, bro, this this sundown shit cool." Hmm. <laughs> like, shit not cool across the nation though. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's stuff like that. Damn, that's crazy. I kind of want to get into one of the big one of the big topics in sports, man. Coach Prime, man. Sundown. I want to talk about Coach Prime. Want to talk about the deal. Um, the discourse from our people. Yeah, I think, like I do think personally, I'm just going on record and saying it. But again, I think the way that our our community received it on social media was a bit shameful. Um, I do understand part of the argument from some people, but I don't think that it should be something where because one move was made that you disagree with, you're gonna discredit everything else that was done. I think that's kind of fucked up i think it, it's crazy because it goes that way in life right you can do so many great things you just fuck up one time and it's like you could be perfect for 30 yeah. years and you fuck up once and they're like you ain't shit that fuck now. Up from the mountaintops it's like you ain't shit now right like because you just really you had one one little miss up but even with him if we were to put anybody else in that same position, it would probably play out the same way, right? And this is why I'm going to say that. Let's say you take yourself right now, whatever job you're doing, right? If you're a tech engineer, if you're a, a construction worker, if you're an operator, whatever you're doing, you take that same job and someone tell you, hey, the same thing that you're doing day to day, I'm going to increase your salary tenfold. Yeah, ain't nothing else got to change. You just got to relocate. And I'm going, you're going to do the same thing though. And I'm going to increase your salary tenfold. How many people would have said, without a doubt, yes, I'm going to do it? 99.9%. <laughs> You'll be crazy not to. Crazy. And, when, and when, when I say tenfold, once again, people probably are familiar with the numbers, but. 300,000. Let's, 300, let's give full context to the conversation. Yeah, I did talking, just kind of jump the gun, right? So we're talking about Deion Sanders. Um, Coach Prime left Jackson State University, HBCU. Uh, everybody heard 
him whenever he first went there. They thought it was going to be an HBCU renaissance, which it kind of was, right? He went to Jackson State, and then we've seen several other prominent athletic figures mm-hmm. start coaching at HBCUs. We have Now we have uh, Eddie George. I think he's at TSU. We have Hugh Jackson at uh, Graham. Graham. I think who Ed got, Reed. Ed Reed. He just took a job. Bethune Cookman. Bethune Cookman. So like we have more prominent people from the athletic space that stepped into that. Um, but Deion Sanders left Jackson State to go to Colorado, uh, the Colorado Buffaloes, and he was met with heavy criticism for what we're getting into now, yeah. right? So at Jackson State, they're saying he was, that he's a sellout and shit like that. He was getting paid $300,000 a year. Uh, of that 300000 he was donating half his salary back to the people, uh, to the to school for facilities, university, all that shit. And to what Jalen was just saying, because it's really more than what we're thinking, right? If, yeah. all, if I'm only making 150 and I took a contract to go do the same job, and I think what, what – you got the numbers down on the full. I'm about to I'm about to break down. So, Deion Sanders' contract with Jackson State is a four year, one point two million dollar deal that includes at least a hundred twenty in annual performance incentives, and an automatic extension for an eight win season. Right. So here's here's the breakdown. Sanders is to be paid an annual salary of $300,000 as a part of the contract. And that runs until December 2024. It would have ran until December 2024, right? Um, the university with old Sanders, the full remaining amount of his contract, if they fire him within the first year of his employment. After December 15th, 2021, Jackson State could buy your Sanders for a price tag of $300,000. If Sanders were to leave JSU, he is to owe the school 50% of his remaining salary, which he did leave. Yep. So he owes the other 50% that he was already. Three years, right? Yes. So four-year contract, three years, he he owed them what? Hundred fifty to three hundred thousand dollars somewhere in that range. I'm gonna let you do the calculation. I ain't gonna niggas called me stupid last time. Whatever, I messed up on some shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so he he would owe the remaining fifty percent of his salary, which is already being donated. Right. He also had incentives, so he receives twenty five thousand dollars for each win over a FBS team. Mm-hmm. He would get $10,000 for a SWAT division title and $30,000 for a conference championship. See the hustle? If his Yo. team reaches the celebration bowl, a season-ending game pitting the SWAC in the MEAC championship, he'd receive $50,000 for a bowl win. A win. Not not going. Yes, for a bowl win. Right? Sanders could also get bonus tickets, bonuses for ticket sales. If a game draws more than 30,000 fans, he gets 10% of all sales after 30,000. Not once 30,000 <laughs> is hit. 
So let's say it's a thirty thousand two one person, yeah. sale. Yeah. He's getting ten percent of that, right? Getting ten dollars of all the season ticket revenue after the first ten thousand are purchased. If JSU changes conferences, he would get a hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars. So you said if they change conferences, get a hundred grand. Mm-hmm. People say he's selfish. In one of his statements, he said, "We can change conferences. Football is ready, but is but is basketball ready? Is volleyball ready? Is track ready? So it's like to say he's selfish." But he didn't make that move that could have benefited his pockets, right? To get a percentage of ticket sales weekly, wouldn't he do like Nick Saban and them do and pad the home games? They only had four. For them to get over 30,000 people to come to the games, who has to market that? He does. He got a market to get people to come. So let's say it sells out and it's 60,000 folks, right? He should be making a lot of bread. But if you only got four home games, you you really ain't making no bread anyway. Then it's 30. You got to, you have to hit a threshold of 30,000 to kick in your money. You know how much work that takes? Like rappers ain't even like getting that kind of like show out every game. So he has to do do something, right? Everybody say he's selfish, but it's like the stipulations in the contract are pretty selfish. It it's only one sided. You get X amount of money from beating FBS teams. How many FBS, FBS teams, teams are you gonna play? They play ULM. That's an FBS team. They play ULM. Everybody wanted to play Bama, and he got on the thing, and he was like, "We ain't there yet." If he was selfish, I'm scheduling all of the. Uh, the FBS team. But then we're going to be the ragdolls. And getting our asses smoked by everybody. And he's telling y'all, we ain't there yet. All right, cool. The season tickets. Anything over 10000 Well, to have a season ticket holder, you have to like really be a fan. Who the hell was fans of Jackson State? There's a lot of people became fans after Coach Prime became so, the coach. But how many of them are actually buying season tickets? And I know you want to get into the Colorado that, no, deal. No, no, you can keep on no, breaking no, it down. Saying, the Colorado even, deal, that's, even, that's a big even, thing too. So let's even even off of remove season ticket holders. How many HBCU alumni are giving back to the university in general? I mean, they they probably give back, but not nothing that's significant, but, right? There's not so it's not okay. nothing that's versus, like, so, oh my God. That's what I'm saying, thing, versus right? like like that, right? So and I'm just talking about right. at the top. How many of those people are actually season ticket holders? But like excluding season ticket holders, even like that, with the whole conversation right now that we have and with Prime and HBCUs, I feel like it was a whole responsibility was trying to be thrown on one person. Right? It's the Jesus Savior complex like, that we that, have. But it's also the concept of Dion ain't swag. Let's just keep it a buck. Who ain't swag? He ain't swag. He shouldn't be swag. He didn't play in swag. But the people who played in SWAC, who are y'all? Where y'all at? The people who went to school in the SWAC. Where y'all at? Because didn't nobody come out in the masses until it was time to jump, dog. Where y'all was at 
when y'all was thinking right now all the goddamn think pieces about why he shouldn't have left where were y'all in support of him y'all wanted to be entertained the entertainment went away that's almost like taking away the the coolest attraction in the city you never went but took it away you was pissed hmm Took like the movie theater away. Flags. Yeah. I ain't never been to Six Flags. Ain't, man, I can't believe they took ah, Six Flags. Crazy, man. Why it took, that shit was lit. You ain't never went, but you mad they took it to the way. Why? Because you like the idea of having something around that's entertaining, just in case you want to partake. But you never really partake. And then when they bounce, oh, I was just about to go. No, the hell you wasn't. Shut your ass <laughs> you was not about to go. So that, so that contract. As as lucrative as it was in FCS, it was one-sided. It favored the school more than it favored Prime. Because now I want you to break down his new deal. Because everybody, oh, he's getting paid $5 million a year, $5 million a year, five, I'll go too, $5 million a year. No, break down the actual contract. Okay. So Ooh, his base salary is what? The, I got you. So the Colorado football uh, program... Deion Sanders is poised to earn two point nine, two. I'm sorry, twenty nine point five million dollars over five years, and that's not including bonuses and incentives, right? So Sanders' contract stipulations that he will earn five point five million in his first season, which includes a base salary of five hundred thousand. All right, stop. 500 grand is his base. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Win, lose, draw. We could be four, one in, one in 10. 500,000. That shit already trumped what he was getting there. With more work, I'm getting 300 grand. I gotta sell out shit. I gotta do this. I gotta do this, right? So 500,000 base. Just, just the base. Just base. Plus 1.75 million for radio, television, and public appearances. Name, image, likeness. Next. Plus 1.75 million for promotion. In fundraising. He had to do that same shit to sell out the tickets at Jackson State. <laughs> and, and he's being paid now to do it. Instead of getting a percentage on the back end. <laughs> the I got you money. I, you know I got you. And $1.5 million for the development of the student athlete. What has he been saying since day one? I'm here to lead people. You getting paid to do what your passion is. You getting paid 1.5 to like change young men's lives. Bro. That alone is worth more than your whole contract to do that for the culture. You change the lives of multiple schools that wasn't even your school. And nobody gave you a check. And these people saying, we will pay you to do that. But that ain't even the most important piece. 
when you're thinking about somebody who's a visionary, everybody thinks he talks about like like the the big ideas. We're thinking long term, right? We all seen Nick Saban build his coaching tree, right? What did Colorado give Dion to build his tree out? $5 million to assemble his assistant coaches and support staff. C- come on, dog. So not only did his salary increase, the people that he had He's a, in the around him. Well, so he was able to bring them up too. So I, one of the reasons why I wanted to talk about this on the show is from the aspect of generational wealth, right? When we think of wealth, we think of creating impact not just for one family but for multiple families, right? So, in this move, which is not a lateral move, like he actually moved up the he moved up the ladder. He not only increased the wealth for himself. Once again, and a lot of people say, "Oh, well, he doesn't need the money, right?" Right. Uh, because what he's receiving receiving from his pension from the league, everything else that he had prior to that. Sometimes it's not about the money, but what you can do with $5.5 million for your family, for your own legacy, to create a change within your family, whoever you're hiring just off of that, that's generational wealth. That's generational impact. Exactly. Now, generational wealth, that's more like that KR term, transformational Transformational wealth. wealth. We'll we'll go with transformational wealth. I like that because... it gives people the opportunity to change their lives right now, not just down yeah. the line. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Now let's talk about, like you said, the coaches, right? So now I got $5 million to spread across my coaching staff. Like you just said, if I, take, if I take a lot of people with me from Jackson State, if I was making 300 M's, what do you think my support and, my support and coaches was making? Dude, the, av- the average salary at a small school – Oh, 30K. They doing it for the love. For the, bro, that's it, bro. I got another job. And FCS and down, them boys ain't getting no bread. Ain't getting no bread. And I know that because I coached at a D3, and I was full-time at 30K. Sheesh. I was, I was a full-time position coach at 30K, and I could probably bet that the head coach wasn't that much more than me. But there was people up under me. Who was sleeping in the goddamn offices? Really? To like come the coach. GAs type people? No, these boys were coaches, position guys. I literally believe that I got a full time staff salary because I was alum. Because I had no history, I had no resume, nothing. They hired me because I was alum and they gave me a check for 30000 That's crazy. So imagine I'm 30000 I got a family, and I'm moving from this state to this state to come coach with Dion. And then he bounced and takes me, and now my shit go to whatever number. Because now you talk about FBS money. You know it's gonna I be a, 30, it's gonna be a minimum of six to, figures. To six figures, yeah. Bro, Corey, Corey at LSU was the DB coach. They didn't increase his salary to five hundred thousand and made him just coach the corners. So you think about big, big FBS money. These dudes' lives are changed Mm -hmm. drastically. And people don't understand also his kids. They looking at the kids who playing. I'm looking at the kid who's behind that camera. Buddy YouTube channel is going through the roof. So he's going to clear a million, million five just off YouTube. Following his daddy around. 
he making a million plus off of YouTube. And then I just saw Buddy just put his sister on the network. So now his sister has a channel. And the two little brothers product gonna end up with a channel. And a little sister product gonna have one. So one move just took your whole family and they not get nothing from Colorado. Colorado ain't paying them. That that I know of. But the fact that your aura allows people to get paid. And we have so many people on Instagram who talk about the crabs in the barrel, crabs in the barrel, crabs in the barrel. Okay, well, look at the people who pulling the damn crabs out the barrel now and salute them. But you can't because you're the crab in the barrel. Mm. Don't even recognize it because mm. you're seeing this man make this move. And because it doesn't align with what you thought the vision should be. Now he's wrong. That's crazy. He should come back down. Here. He should come sit in a, bu- a bucket with us and talk about shit. That's plan. That's plan how we're going to make it happen. Energy doesn't follow plans. It follows action. Mm. Get off That's the bullshit. We sitting around like, pl- let's plan what's going to happen. What happened next? Well, he came in. He did this. He got the hell on. What's y'all plan now that he gone? You ain't got one. So now you mad. Because you want to plan. The hell with a plan. What are we doing? Hey, man, you fucking spitting right now. It goes into that Jesus Savior complex, though. I think our community has that so bad. That's why whenever someone, you know, does something in our community, it's just like, oh, tear him completely down because we looked at them to say solve all our problems. That's why we allow... Our entertainers to speak to speak for us mm-hmm. on political easy Kamala Harris on, on on political interests, right? That's why whenever or Kanye West says something radical, we're so upset. Yeah, we just we just we just live a we live in a space where don't make a move and fuck up, and then learn from it and make another another move and fuck up. We want you to. Don't do anything until we got the plan all together. And here we are 10 years later. Still planning. Man, we've been planning you, fucking and, 200 no, fucking years. You just planning. Look at the planning. fucking plan. And bro, the technology and the and the, the landscape is changing so much. You've never seen a HBCU coach. Let's talk about Dion's timeline. Little League, high school, that failed. He learned from that. Got another one. That one bombed. Got into a high school joint, and he was willing to be an OC. This is what people don't realize. He was an OC at a high school. Out here. And the head coach of that high school is the linebacker's coach from JSU, who is now with him at Colorado, who all began with him in Little League. Mm. So we playing a game that, it's bigger than just me. So Deion Sanders is the OC. He's an assistant to a guy who doesn't have notoriety, right? Boom, he gets promoted to the college ranks. And HBC, bring my guy. With I'm you. bringing my guys. He brought two of them with him. I'm bringing wait well, a few, but on staff wise, right? I'm bringing my guys with me. We've never seen an HBCU guy go from an HBCU to FBS. We haven't seen it. Not since they made this thing up a cool term. So why not say, damn, that shit fire? Nope. We mad because he left the HBCU. But I've said for years and years and years, the HBCU is the NCAA. 
Dion didn't leave the the HBCU. He elevated within the company, the NCAA. Mm. Now, if the HBCUs was something separate and it was over here, cool. But y'all in the NCAA, he just moved up the ladder. He went from the mail room to the boardroom. Still the same company. Y'all all at Google because y'all the DEI section of Google. Dog, you still Google. Give a damn which y'all picnics and all that shit is cool. But y'all boys are getting paid from Google. Okay. The NCAA is, is the NCAA. HBCU is a sector in the NCAA. Dog moved up in the NCAA. He didn't move away from the HBCU. Now, HBCU, y'all got a challenge. Get out the NCAA. Will y'all survive? Mm-hmm. And that's when we'll really see where the support re- really, really is at. We'll see that. Can you really rival the NCAA if you separate? Based on y'all framework right now. Oh, and that's that idealistic shit right there to me. Like, I think sometimes we'll hear that type of stuff. And, like, that's the idealistic aspect of him going to the HBCU, that savior complex that Jalen's referencing, where it's like, okay, if we're going to be anything, let's be fucking for real. <laughs> like, let's, let's be fucking Shit. for real, guys. Are we really gonna be doing? Oh, this it, nigga piling up. <laughs> no, like, are we really about to uplift the whole fucking infrastructure in with one person? One, or are we actually gonna change anything? No, we're not. Time out. So, be- before you even go to, so if they're not gonna change it, what did they even learn from Dion? <laughs> what lessons were appreciated from this? This time, because. Obviously, we can get talent there, but we just need to have the infrastructure. That's the it, other it, aspect that we don't talk about. The infrastructure at these schools, bro, is not it. They they think that what Dion did was get rappers to come to the school to get kids to come. No, you know how hard it is to convince a kid to come to your school? To come to a school that doesn't have... The facilities Bro, and the it don't amenities. even it don't matter about that. To get a kid to come to your school in general, you gotta court these kids. If you ain't got that skill set, we act like Nick Saban's getting everybody. He ain't getting everybody. He's getting the ones that he go in court and he went over and you're not just saying, "Hey, pull up," and I'm here. You gonna you gonna you gonna get something that's gonna fly to it, but them ain't the one that's on scholarship either. That's them, a fact. Them like, the walk on guys. To, that's the only people that's pulling up anyway. <laughs> that's a fact. You do gotta court the scholarly players because it's like think about uh when you say Alabama. I'm glad you brought that up. Like uh Nick Nick Saban, right? You got running backs that have been going to the league for years, right? So how do I get a young dude who think he the shit to come here because he want to play right day day one now? I want to play right now. No, come here and sit on the bench for two years. That does take some courting. That take a little bit of convincing and coercion. It's like, no, look, this is how this is going to benefit you. It's like, again, I just think sometimes as a community, we just, we get too idealistic with that shit. Yeah. Like, fuck all the ideals. Fuck all the bullshit. Like you said, what's the actions being taken? I think the actions that he did did more good than harm. And I think that's where the value really needs to be appreciated. Uh, now nah, I don't appreciate the clown shit. I see some of these niggas doing now, like that shit Hugh Jackson just did. Now, okay, so before we get to Hugh, <laughs> I would even say Dion, my dog, it's a great guy. 
I learned I, I learned a lot from him. But even he didn't really recruit. He did what everybody everybody was doing: post online, show show some cool shit. But you ain't really see no videos of him in somebody's living room, right? Man, we came up, we was getting recruited. The coach in your living room, they he coming to, to your house, you know. Yeah. You ain't really seen much of that, right? Not saying that he didn't do it. We didn't see it. Everybody trying to copy off what he did on social media, but they forgetting that one piece. You ain't as active. Now we seen what Hugh did. Hugh pulled a Maybach onto Graham Field on the G. And and my question would be, what's the purpose of that? He put a Louis belt on the emblem. What's the purpose of that? And all to I get saw, the eyes. but all I saw was antagonizing what Dion said about I'm bringing a Louis bag with me to Colorado because that shit ain't about to get a kid to come sign the car. If a kid signed to your school, and he'll tell you, if a kid signed to your school because of your jerseys, because of your field, your locker room and shit, guess what? He ain't going to be alone. Because once he wear a jersey once, next game he wear it again, it's the same jersey. And I can, I can change colors. It's the same jersey. So why did that kid come to your school? You put a Maybach and they got it. Can they drive them double Maybach? He ain't gonna be able to drive it every day. Can you ride them around in them on Maybach? Not on them roads. Can you show them how to get a Maybach? That's the problem, right? Right there. Cause ain't nobody in Graham's network gonna come and show them kids how to get a Maybach. Cause if that was the case, then kids would have been getting Maybachs. A long from, from time Graham, ago. Long time. How long, how long yeah, ago? This is like uh, false advertising, bad marketing in a sense. It's like, okay. You put a Maybach and a, and a Range Rover. And the coaches said, and I see, I follow all these dudes, right? And I don't really care, right? We ain't got to bring these cars back on Monday. Who the hell cares if you had to? If everybody knew that this prop was there for a prop, cool. But don't sell it like this how Graham get down when it's Grambling. We from Louisiana. We know ain't shit popping like that in Grambling. Nigga, just two years ago, y'all was <laughs> on the news for y'all fucking locker room. Like, we, not, we know ain't nobody in Graham riding around. Hey, 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 them boys got box Chevys and, and big trucks. Capri Classics. <laughs> you ain't shit. riding around in no Maybach. Yeah. And if you are, you, you really a lit. You about to get got. We know how Graham works. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of non-Grambling students around. There's a lot of non-Grambling students in Grambling, Louisiana, and you about to give an 18 year old the false illusion that they can get a Maybach, knowing they about to be at the barnyard party. Niggas gonna be mad. <laughs> Those niggas is gonna be mad. <laughs> Man, stop, dog. And I get the idea of what he want to do. I get it. You got to make it look sexy, but yeah. nah, it's not, not that to that degree. That shit was like, you went from never being online to that. That's like giving a, a goddamn dead body morphine. That turned up and went right back to where he was when it went and when it wore off. Because now it's spring ball time. I mean, y'all record wasn't that good this, on this year. So y'all better have some heat in the spring. It better match that Maybach. Because what Dion did was he showed y'all practice, locker room, the competition, them traveling, the parties with the players. He ain't show you no cars. He also produced. And they, and then they won. <sighs> that 
that's our issue. We like to show. Fl- what y'all say on y'all show? People like like to look rich. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, show and don't what? be rich. You like to look like y'all about to get to it, but we see your track record, but buddy. And Grammys yeah. historic, man. I salute them. I put I put my hat, you know, you know, whatever. But realistically, you're never gonna be taken seriously in the college ranks and the NCAA by doing silly ass shit like that. Yeah. You put a belt on the emblem of a Maybach. Why? Whose idea was that? I don't know, but that shit didn't look cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hmm. It was not a good look. I was like, yeah, what's this, man? What's, what's going on? I'm, I'm with you on that one. I, I kind of want to move forward next to um, the other topic that's really pressing is the DeMar Hamlin. Uh, thank God that brother's improving. Yeah, man, thank God that yeah. brother's improving. Um, I know that was a very scary situation to watch live. Um, even I'm pretty sure for his family that was terrifying. Um, I did send you a clip of a yeah. guy speaking about the financial side of it, right? Oh, the was, pension. Yeah, he was talking about pension, how uh, he did he has he is invested uh, yet, um, how you know the league will only pay four thousand dollars a month uh, for like medical expenses and everything. I kind of want to get into like that side of sports, um, how once again. The person is the product, but once the product is no good, how are these leagues still taking care of these people whenever they're they're being injured while playing for your league? Man, so you got to look at it, and, and I've been seeing everybody with their takes and stuff. Football is one of the most selfless sports for, for black men. It's the only sport that we say, I'm willing to lay it all on a line to get my people to a better situation. Your health? They don't care. It's what it is. It's a, it's a selfless sport that you got to be selfish in, but the business of it is just business. You buy a used car, Right. It got a hundred thousand miles on it, you know. It had a couple wrecks and shit. You putting full coverage on it, or are you putting just general, general, right? Because whatever happened to it, shit is what what it is. For you to get to the NFL, you have to play high level ball prior to getting there. Meaning you got your ass beat for at least ten years before you made it to the league. You got the miles on your body. You came Especially in beat if up. Especially a really good player because. You came in beat up. So how can you expect them to actually guarantee the money? I know for a fact you might not last that long. You might have sold me a Two limit. Two to three years. So it's like, ah, like I want to morally, economically, that shit don't make sense. And that's why I, I get both sides. But realistically, Tua, Tua, Tua came in from Bama, broke an ankle, da da da. Now this man had three concussions in, in one season. Jeez. How can you really guarantee I'm going to give you 200 and something million dollars? 
how the nature of the, the, the product itself is going to be. You, you can't predict. At the beginning of every season, right, they do predictions. Yeah. Injuries derail seasons all the time. So I understand where you're coming at from, like, that aspect of it. From the business side of it, right, where you're talking about this pension and these different things, they have their business case, right? That's risk management from their aspect. It's like, okay, you've only been here less than three years, so no, we can't give you this much money because if we gave this this would be the majority of people. Yeah. We can't give this to everybody. It's like insurance. Exactly like, like insurance. insurance. Like we, we can't give this to everybody because at the end of the day, we're in the business to make a profit. But I do think that it's interesting how the conversation got opened up by this injury um, because we see it often in sports. And I, we, I hadn't seen it in a long time. Whereas, like, it always takes this one big injury for us to start really looking at stuff from a different perspective. But was it really an injury? He almost died. But was it an injury? Not really an injury. He almost died, though. Could that, could his heart stop without getting hit? We don't even know what his medical history is like. He could have had a heart murmur. He could have had a moment where his heart just stopped and it just happened to happen on the field. And I'm just only playing the devil's advocate saying... You really can't say cardiac arrest happened because he played football. Like, I've had kids come to RPA who lied about concussions. They had five before they got here. Get one. Oh, well, I had five in high school. So how your record said you never had one. Like, it's stuff like that, right? It's like, mm-hmm. I'll do whatever it takes to stay on the field. So I'm a that, liar That's that selfless athlete that's mentality. What I'm willing to do it, right? But on the moral side, I get it. I get that shit. But you really, the conversation about the pensions, this is where guys like y'all need to come in and say, in in business, you should be having like a, a diversified portfolio, real estate, stocks, bonds, right? Even insurance. Insurance have two riders that you can attach to your policy that if you do get injured and can't perform two of the six ADLs, you can borrow from your death benefit. Why not do? Why not insure yourself? Living benefits for mm-hmm. those unfamiliar. That that should be something that every NFL player is taught coming into the immediately. League. Chronic injuries and chronic illnesses, long term care riders. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say this is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludacris. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holler at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Like stuff like that, bro. Get that. Because if we already know this is the business of the NFL, they ain't gonna look out for me. Let me look out for myself. And you if know they the statistics risk, as well. I might as well manage my risk. I'm gonna manage my damn self. And, and you know the statistics. You know that the average person plays two to three years. Why not do it? So people out here teaching like house flipping, infinite banking, and stuff. Latch on to them and say, "Well, how can I make this?" Because some cause buddy on a video say he's making only eight hundred thousand. Only? That's that is <laughs> that's crazy. Only eight hundred thousand? High six figures. Where is his degree and what does he got a degree in and what's that career outlook? 
he probably wasn't about to make 800000 So, yeah. And then you, you show up to a job, you might be nine the 90 days on probation. No, no insurance. Let's say you catch COVID and drop dead in 30 days at your new job. They forced to give you the rest of your salary. Nah, bro, you fired. You about to find somebody find else. Someone. Put somebody else at the job. That's <laughs> it, a fact. But that's the business of it, right? And I think we just have this. We have this thing where, especially in our culture, where we're always looking for a cause, right? We have this thing called cause-seeking behaviors, where everything we're trying to find a reason to be upset about something. Mm. Like we're looking for a cause. Let <laughs> me think. Get on Twitter. That thing. What y'all mad about today, <laughs> bro? They, they think about this. In the last two months, Tory um, Tory versus Meg, Dion versus HBCUs, NFL versus players. Like we've been choosing teams like for the last two months. Shit, Romeo versus Master Romeo P. Romeo versus Master P. Bow 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 Wow versus JD. CMG versus paper route like we bro every week we choosing the team hmm. i'm out the game i'm on a whole different game y'all y'all can have that game i'm on this game and the game is these people are thinking long term they want to get their money you should be thinking long term and doing what they doing if i decide to quit the nfl tomorrow how can i maximize my life okay infinite banking real estate flipping man the hell with the nfl but instead, we attach ourselves to people who make decisions for us and then get mad when they don't make a decision for us. That's crazy as shit. We had the autonomy and ability to make the decision for ourselves. I'm going to set up my the next day and I'm going to be straight. And I, I kind of want to go into that too, where we saw the video of the rookie dinner, right? Where I know they came out, they said it was <laughs> yeah, fake. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't like 300. But I have heard stories of like other rookie players where they at least spending 50000 80000 in a night because you know the the veterans, they're like, okay, we about to haze haze this person or whatever, mm-hmm. gonna earn his respect. Once again, if we're taught instead of saying, okay, you know what, this is the way we're gonna initiate you into whatever our secret society is, instead of saying, okay, we're gonna make you buy us a dinner, now we're gonna make you put up eighty thousand so you can get into this investment group with us, right? We own such and such real estate over here. Or we got this business. Nigga, we starting to make our own pads. We got this research and development shit that where we, we about to change and revolutionize the actual league. Or like, we know what's our prone injuries or whatever. So we, we putting money into making sure that this is taken care of. Too much like you're right. If, if, if things like that were what we were initiating and we were normalizing in whatever league it is, right? And we're saying, okay, we're going to show you how to get this bread the long way, like you're saying. That changes the outlook of so many families, right? No matter that person is making 800000 or he's a first-round draft pick making whatever they make. Yeah. If you can put this together and we can make money together as a team, now if you do go down, we can say, you know what? That, that, uh, that rental portfolio check that we was about to get this month, we don't need it. We're good. We're still active in the league. Let's put it towards DeMar Hamlin's. Let's put it towards his... Um, we just saw it, though. They they just did it with, with his joint. Buddy wanted $2,500. People raised over $4.7 million. This is actually over $6 million now. That's crazy. Like, we saw it's possible. 
but it has to take for you to almost die to get that message across. Y'all was all united and bonded at that moment. Keep that part going. Let the emotional part go. Okay, buddy on the thing talking about the pension and stuff like that. Okay, how do you how do you build a pension that I can access right now without being the fifth of fifty five? Tap into y'all's podcast. The other podcast talk talk about like ways to like build you a Create retirement cash, from yeah. you know like the information Nigga, you out could, there. You can start your own hedge fund with the amount of money that most of these players is making then, in the in the NFL, and it's right there. But we rather talk about the CBA and what's wrong with it because our cause-seeking behavior it always revolves around who's doing us wrong, not what can I learn from being done wrong. Hmm. You treated me bad, okay? What I'm gonna learn? I'm not just gonna complain about it and leave with nothing. I'm gonna learn something. Fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, can't get fooled again. <laughs> <laughs> like that's the. But we do that, bro. And I just wish that we understood there are so many other ways to make money. We look at LeBron and the cost seeking behavior with LeBron is everybody looks at him and say he's not Jordan. He's this. He traded teams. Da, da, da. You don't but, give a fuck. You know how much money he's making. Watching his moves, he's putting things together to whether the NBA pays him or not. That nigga's going to be I'm good. Great. That nigga's gonna be great. Either <laughs> I could way. take me a pay cut five, six, seven, on seven times. Who cares? I got bread over here. I got bread over here. I got bread over here. My homeboy got bread. Generational wealth. Dion, same, same thing. It ain't about no bag. I already, I'm already good. But I'm gonna do this, this, and this to make sure this is straight, this straight, this straight, this straight, this straight. Don't Demar Hamlin gets hurt? Now his family gonna be straight. But it took for him to get hurt. And are they really going to do right by that? Because who's teaching them? Mm-hmm. There's no family resource for us. It's on how to like, teach you how to get the, get the, get the, get the bread. Everybody want to be entertained. Everybody want to have fun. But I'm watching dude almost died. Instead of fussing at the NFL, what are you guys teaching them? What y'all putting out that's going to help them? To hell with that rookie dinner. To hell with the hazing. Bro, put these boys in position to to where you a six round pick, but your money is compounding like a goddamn first round pick. Do that, because if you know like the lower the rounds go, the less money you make. Well, shit, how can I turn your eight hundred into eighty million? Let me show you. Not take you to dinner and make you spend bread. That's stupid. Let's for, ass back. For what? Everybody's in an uproar. When it's bad, and then everybody's like, shit, that ain't me, when it's good. Because let's say he didn't almost die. Let's say he went through a family issue, and his mama died, and he had to leave. How many of y'all really going to put money up? They'd have been like, that's his problem. That's his issue. He should have saved his bread. He should have had this. He should have had that. Wait, hold on. Where's the energy from the time when he almost got it? So I tell every athlete, look out for yourself. You cannot be selfless until you be selfish. There's no way you're going to sacrifice your body, almost die for this shit, and not have something in place for you. And then you control the board. That's selfish. But you can only be selfless by being selfish. Like, you know, Jesus died for our sins, right? 
But he did that because that's what he wanted to do for his mission to accomplish what he came to earth to do. Mm. But he did that for him, for us. He was selfish. He, he, he left them 12 dudes for the betterment of the rest of the world, though. So you call him selfish, but what he did was selfless, too. You potting, Reggie. You potting, dog. We we gotta we gotta pivot into our last points of the show though. So I'm gonna let my guy David get into his first first last point of the show. So Reggie, I wanna ask you, man, what are you doing with your money to ensure that you would never go broke again? So I heard this this on this saying, right? Start start doing things that's not cool. Like putting your Put your money in things that's not cool. That doesn't require me to be the face of it. You know, like simple stuff. Real estate, you know, stocks, family. Like put my family in place mm. to, to be able to do things that when it's time to make a move, we can all move. Because my scariest moment was if I needed to bounce and go to Africa, can my whole family follow me for safety too? And they couldn't. So how do you get them there? Got to invest in them. Got to put them in position too. Your friends, all those things. So for me, it's not about what I'm doing for me to generate more money. It's how do I build my ecosystem around me to make more money so that we all can maneuver how we need to when we want to. Kevin, Kevin Hart said it. Having all the money is not fun. Because we want to move. And, and go on this trip with it. Everybody can't can't can come. Yeah. So so people say like they they like draining your energy, but they're not draining your energy if you're giving it with a purpose. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna invest in y'all, and I'm gonna say, hey, y'all should go look up this, do this, learn this. You said you wanted to do uh, do do this right. I'm gonna spend time with you and make sure you finish it. Because on the flip side side of that, when it's time to move, I know where to go. I ain't got to go look for it. I know where it's at. So for me, protecting myself is building my ecosystem and building that people around me to, to, to where nothing can come in because in order to come in, you got to get through the people that's already got me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's just, I don't I don't need to surround myself with people who I don't know. I'd rather do it with people who I know, but I, I, I'm not going to do it with people who I know who ain't got shit though. Cause you just put yourself in a bad position. So my goal, my future is to equip everybody around me to be good so that we're all good. So we never have to get penetrated on traded by any outside forces because we're all good together. You know what I mean? Like that's a, it's an army base, bro. Like, this is what we're doing. Like you got to get in. It's, it's a checkpoint to, to get Not, this shit. Don't start and stop with you. Get the everybody involved. You cut me huh. off and then everybody crumb crumble. What the hell have I done the whole time? I've been I've been bullshitting. Yep. You've been you've been the big the big dog, but you look ain't put me. nobody else. Yeah. Look at look, look at me. Right? That's weird. Because you take me out, it's over with. Thanks. And that's okay. what a lot of NFL dudes do. They get hurt, they can't play, everybody broke. Yeah. So I got my three questions for you, Reggie. Oh shit. I thought First it was question. <laughs> nope. Hell nah. First question. Are you frugal or are you a flexor? I'm very frugal. And I don't even know if frugal is a thing. I just 
don't do shit really. So <laughs> yeah, I, I just don't do shit. Really. Don't do shit. But if I had to, I would. But I don't do it for the people. Just for me. Just saying because I can. Second question. What are you doing to make sure that your seeds are are good, right? I know you just told me you're investing into the people, but how are you making sure that you're leaving a legacy for your family? I let them watch what I what I do and I take them with me. I'll never do something where they don't understand what I'm doing. And I explain it too. I say, this is why I'm doing doing this. This is why I'm doing this. This is why I'm doing this. And then it's small so they can see it versus a pie in the sky. It's I'm doing this because I got to go do do this. Look at my name. I'm doing this because look, look at our last name. I'm doing this. And they, can, and they can see the wins. So now it makes sense versus like when you're in school and they say, do this and we get out. The hell I'm going to use geometry for But if you could have showed, if you, if you showed me when I was in school, in class, how it worked, I probably would have been like, I'm fucking with this. So that's what I'm doing. Like my my kids have to see and they got to see it now so that they can start to like gravitate to it. And then they take it. They take it. If if not, the lessons learned through it works. And, and my grandpa did that with me. That's what's up. Last question. Do you have life insurance? Yes. <laughs> you know I got life insurance. He said yes. <laughs> I got like three. That's what's up. Yeah, he sells life insurance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got three, three of them joints. You know, and my first one, honestly, for anybody listening, bro, your first one can be a, a, a smooth 50. Just something, right? Yeah. I know I got in, it was like, it get burial insurance. Like, how much it cost to bury, bury, bury you? All right, it's 15000 At least get fifteen, Right? At least get that. And then you build from there. So that's yeah, where I was at. It's going to cost you about 5 $10, $15 a month. Some shit you waste. Bro. Just these oh, yeah. kids something, but yeah, you know I got that for sure, and That's I and I and I got that because not just for my kids, but just for for me to have confidence that I'm investing in myself right now. That's the ultimate way to say I'm investing in me because after I'm gone, my name is going to still be around. So, how are you making sure that your name's still around? You can't just die and have nothing. You know what I mean? So that's, you know, I just want to have proof that I'm actually investing in myself. That's what's up. Well, Reggie, I want to say thank you for coming on the show, my brother. Please let the people know where they're going to tap into you if they want to get into some of the transitional programs that RPA has to offer. If they want to learn more about what's going on in Ghana, what you guys are doing. We didn't even get a chance to talk about that and really break that down. Um, but just let them know where they can keep yeah, up with yeah, you. Yeah, for sure. Um, so all my social media is the same. It's Reggie Calhoun Jr. Instagram, TikTok, fan base, Twitter, all that. Uh, website is wearerpa.org. That's, that's our school site, and we kind of just break down, like, who we are and what we do and why we do it. And then Africa is going to be the same thing we're doing here, but we're going to Africa because, shit, it's a blank canvas, and there's more people out there who look like us who need what we got, and they want to come here. But they can't, so I'm going to bring it to, to, to their front door. That's what's up. That's what's up, my brother. So before we get up out of here, man, give y'all a couple house cleaning items. Make sure y'all leave that five-star rating and review for your boys. Uh, helps us grow the show and continue to put out this message of wealth, education, finance. That's what we all about here at BWR. Um, what else you got for Jalen? 
Y'all make sure y'all just keep on tapping into what we got on Instagram. Y'all make sure y'all follow us. Uh, keep on watching the YouTube videos. Um, make sure y'all be on the lookout for the events that we have. Go to our website, blackwealthrenaissance.com to keep up with our latest and greatest events that are on the streets. Yes, sir. And if y'all like hearing from Reggie, man, y'all make sure y'all tap in with him. We got something a little special yeah. coming a little later down the pipeline. But shh, That's just it. wait on it. So until next time, Wealth Builders, this is Black Wealth Renaissance. Signing, Signing out. out. Peace. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.